Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Insane Troll Logic. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode 20, Go Fish. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about fishmen. So spoilers abound for this episode and any episode before it, after it, the comics, and even possibly other shows or movies. Listening to our podcast won't turn you into a fish person, unless you're into that, and then we won't judge you. Thank God we didn't have to spend another three-week break away from each other. Just one week. It's been, it's been a great week. Uh, I like that you thought it was three weeks because it was like <laughs> two months. Yeah, it was amazing, amazingly long. And obviously, it was worth it because last week was a really great episode. So I had high hopes for going into Go Fish. Yeah, this is it's definitely going to be a great ride. Uh, Stacia, say hello. Hello. Daniel, say hello. I've already said hello. I should have looked up fish ponds. Oh, what a missed. Carpetunity? Anyway. Nice. <laughs> that was really clunky. Um, we're here to talk about Go Fish. Um, the, you could argue, penultimate episode of season two, and definitely worthy of that uh, of that title. Title, for sure. Penultimates are sometimes better than the finales. And I would say that the real penultimate episode is. So, this is not that, though. This is not. This is Go Fish. Uh, written by Ellen Hampton and David Fury. First and only episode for Ellen, but we know David Fury uh, shows up as a writer. Mustard guy. Often. Yeah, he's the mustard guy. And even Ellen is an extra in one of David Fury's other episodes. Uh, season six is gone. So Ellen never writes again, but shows up as a random oh, character in that. Nice. Um, Fury wrote, this is actually his first of 17 writing credits for Buffy and 14 for Angel. Most notably for me of his writing was uh, Fear Itself, which tells you he doesn't have a lot of great episodes. Um, they're not the worst, but none of them were really stand- that Fear Itself was the only one that I was like, that one's good. So Yeah, that's fair. Not great. Uh, directed by David Semmel, or Semmel maybe, which is third of four episodes for him total. Never Killed a Boy in the First Date, What's My Line Part 2, and Lover's Walk in Season 3 will be his last. Some solid ones all around. I think so. So, what happened in this episode? You know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of, of uh, giving the plot synopsis. Stacia, what happened in this episode? Daniel, what happened in this episode? There were fish. There was a beach party. Buffy almost got raped. Mm-hmm. A lunch lady died. Mm-hmm. Skin suits. Steroids were, at first, I thought, going to be addressed in a delicate way, as a metaphor, and then it was literal, and they were just inhaling steroids, which I don't know. This is turning into opinion and not plot synopsis. Uh, uh, (laughs) Buffy, uh, I assume, fights. She probably fights one of the the people, right? Xander (laughs) saves her from, and uh, no... Buddy acts like anything happened. Literally, kids are peeling off their skin, and mm-hmm. the school's fine. Everything's fine. Almost nobody made any sense in this episode. No one was their character, except for our Slayerettes. But yeah, Snyder was, I think, the biggest casualty of this of this episode. Classic gaslight episode. We'll never, never, never revisit this. It even leaves it kind of open ended, just like we did with um, Teacher's Pet. 
um, where there was the eggs at the end of the first season, and we'll never follow up. Just like we'll never follow up with the fishmen swimming into the ocean. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that was bad. A couple of firsts in this episode. Uh, first episode with the beach. There's only two others in the series. Anne, which is coming up soon as well. And Buffy versus Dracula. One of my favorites. Wait, the beach never shows up again? We never go to the beach? Nope. And even in Anne, it's not a real legitimate beach scene. It's she's having like a fantasy of, of Angel being alive. Uh, popular alert. Gage Wentworth. What? No. Gage, whatever his last name is. What is his last name? Petronsky. Petronsky is actually Wentworth Miller, the actor who is most famous for Prison Break, probably a show I never watched. But Definitely. most important to me, he was uh, in multiple episodes of the second season of Popular. So just throwing that out there. He played a, a sassy male cheerleader. Uh, Adam, what was his name? Adam something. Adam Rothschild, of course it was. Yeah. Obviously really important. So that was really super important. I mean, you gotta say, it's indicative of how this episode's about to go. Um, when that's what I'm He was in from. half the episode. <laughs> this episode. Yeah, he was. So let's uh, let's get into it. What happened? What happened in this episode? What are you what are your thoughts and feelings about it? Let's say here, let's start with this. Did you like this episode, Stacia? <laughs> I mean, who who could like this episode though? Yeah, I wanted to like it in a grotesque way. I think I came down on the side of like this is not the worst episode of season two, but the bar is not really that high in this season of kind of really bad episodes. So I would like to throw out, uh, I really dislike this episode, not because it's horribly bad, like Bad Eggs is still going to be the worst one for me, but at least there was something to laugh at in that. Like at least there was something, like it's so bad it's good kind of thing. Not that I got there with Bad Eggs, but uh, this episode was just so irrelevant. Like, it wasn't bad enough to be interesting, and it wasn't good. So it's just, like, white noise. And the fact that we went from uh, I Live Eyes for You to this, to sliding into the finale, it's like, why did, why? Like, even if we just changed the sequencing of the season, it would have, like, made such a difference. Yeah, that's a decent episode to uh, put yourself up to the finale. Yeah, that would Why would fun. you have Go Fish? Why would anyone ever have Go Fish? I mean, that's the 22 episodes series cycle uh-huh and you think that because well it's already attacked it's already killed some people you're one twisted sister you know that it's really fucking dumb it's just really dumb and it does the same stuff that the bad episodes do which is this catastrophic event is happening with students at the school and and we're just going to pretend like nothing happens why aren't the cops here these kids are getting murdered and the parents don't care like what is happening and it's hard not to feel that way when it's like, oh, he's just missing. Oh, everyone's dead. And the coach is like, it's fine. Well, the uh, good news is that it would appear that none of your team actually died. But the bad news is they're monsters. How could this happen? They're my children now. Like, what about the actual parents? Are they not their children anymore? No. Yeah. They belong to the swim team coach. Yeah. Rough. So it's rough. So two big themes in this episode are... Um, Women's pain isn't real, and we should always shame them for their bodies. Lead you on? When did I lead you on? Oh, come on. I mean, look at the way she dresses. And uh, cheating in athletics. So he spit it out? I thought Angel liked blood. He used to. Maybe his eyes were too big for his stomach. Or maybe there was something in Gage's blood that Angel didn't like. Say, for example, steroids. That would explain all their behavioral changes. And their winning streak. Um... To be honest, I really thought deeply about this episode, and I came to one conclusion. 
which is, I wish it was Jaws, and it's not. <laughs> like, I just... a Jaws I, pun in it, isn't there? Maybe not. Maybe that's the next I episode. don't think so. But just, like, at the beginning with the beach party, like, I wish you had this, like, sense of dread that something bad was about to happen, you know, that you get in Jaws, like, that classic music, and then the body washes up on shore, and you just know something's wrong, but they just... They don't play it like that. There's no stakes or tension in this episode at all. And it's not scary. And, like, the idea of of a water creature, why it's inherently scary, why Jaws is scary is, like, you don't know what's happening underneath you. Like, when you're swimming, right, you get those shots of the swimmer from below. Mm-hmm. And you're like, they have no idea, like, the danger that's right there that could kill them at any second. And you get, like, a brief, brief moment of that when she's actually in the pit with mm-hmm. them. And you get, like, one scene of her, like, under under the water, and that's it. And I was just really irritated. Like, I know that Buffy is more campy than horror, but I wanted this to feel like it was a scary thing and not just, like, a cart. Because otherwise they just go cartoonish and it's not scary at all. And then it's like, why are we doing this? And they established that right at the beginning where he's, like, you know, Gage is like, oh, what is that foul smell? And then the guy disappears. And he didn't even turn around. Like, they were walking down the beach and he's gone. He didn't care. He just kept walking on. And it's like, oh, be fine. so this is the episode we're doing. Instead of like, he should have, he should be filled with terror. Like, what's going on? Why did this happen? And then maybe seize the monster, go into the sewer drain or whatever. Like, I don't know. Anything could have been better than what they chose, which was nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they took a horror element, and especially a very classic character. You know, Shape of Water won Best Picture. Is essentially the same character mm-hmm. that we're dealing with here, just not made in the same way. And... You completely bungled it. It was terrible. What am I going to do? You, you, you. What about me? It's one thing to be dating the lame, unpopular guy, but it's another to be dating the creature from the Blue Lagoon. (laughs) Black Lagoon. The creature from the Blue Lagoon was Brooke Shields. And thank you so much for your support. Yeah, the uh, fact that three kids died and two faculty members died, and there's, like, no gravity to that at all. I mean, I know we don't always do that, but I feel like not so many children die. In every episode. Their bodies got flayed. It's a little... It's less than dying. It's like they are ripped apart. And Xander saw that. And Xander should be affected for life. (laughs) Seeing that kind of stuff. It's another moment of like trauma that's just like building in these people's psyches. Buffy watched that too. I mean like I know Buffy's supposed to be hardened because she's a slayer. But she watched Gage turn inside out basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. The two of them saw it actually like the aftermath and literally for Buffy seeing it happen. Especially this weird boy that she's been tailing, which is a whole thing in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Um, okay, well then, yeah, we'll address the disgusting nature of this entire episode. So, it is I mean, disgusting. it's like, even if we want to, which I hate making the argument of, like, it was 20 years ago, but it was still fucked then. The fact that, like, Principal Snyder's, these men are entitled to your body, Buffy. No one's going to listen to you because it doesn't matter. You're just a girl. And I'm sure you were leading them on. And look at your how slutty you're dressed. And, like, Snyder didn't say that. What's his name said it? Oh. Chase? Jesus. Who knows? Yeah, just generic jaw. Yeah. I call him jawline. Jawline? Yeah, that's fair. Cameron. Cameron. And you, try to dress more appropriately from now on. This isn't a dance club. Sure, jawline. Cameron, yeah, Dodd, Cameron, and but the Dan show, Gage. the show does understand what it's doing. It's not making those. It's making that pointedly. It's not making that thinking like that's a legitimate argument. Like, yeah, I know, and it's, yeah. it's pointing that out to you do it. But it's just like the the reason why it gave me pause is because when Buffy walks into the library where her friends are, his report system's supposed to be, and she's like, "This guy 
tried to attack me yeah. uh, and they don't care. Right. Like, would you please stop talking so we can talk about monsters? Which, I mean, okay, on one <laughs> hand, but also, like, I don't know. And then just, yeah, the over-disgustingness of the coach. Uh, it, it's it's really rough. So that was it was a super cringy episode for that. Um, plus, I feel like Cordelia was dumping on women quite a bit. Um, I can't yeah, she it. said to Xander, Preach. you run like a woman. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, not great. Um, well, she also had that whole thing about they're naturally winners. But the truth is, certain people are entitled to special privileges. They're called winners. That's the way the world works. And what about that nutty, all men are created equal thing? Propaganda spouted out by the ugly and less deserving. I think that was Lincoln. <laughs> Disgusting mole and stupid hat. Actually, it was Jefferson. Kept slave, remember? It wasn't, then they well, then they threw the Jefferson, <laughs> yeah. Which is great, because yeah. she's right. He kept slaves, remember? Yep. Great, great call. But it sort of doesn't help her argument, which wasn't for that way, because that's almost the Xander argument. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she she makes the call that there are people that are supposed to be above other people. That get privileges, that are entitled to women, are which entitled to whatever. Which is completely Cordelia's lane. Get yeah. on it, girl. That's you, for at least for now. So. But it was... Gross and weird. It was. Even though that was the intention of the episode, it would make me upset, obviously, because it's supposed to, I suppose. Yeah, but you made a good point. It's like the parts that aren't supposed to feel upsetting. It's like, even if that's planned, I you know, I don't feel upset about the the language used and the, the idea that she's dressing slutty and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's the reason she deserves it. That's all, like, just comical on the face of it. You're like, okay, coach is gross. It's gross. That These people are all gross. But yeah, it's a little more challenging when you get down to your friends where it's like, monsters, I guess. Yeah. This is a campy show. But we should care about also, this. So you're like, yeah. oh, I'm kind of torn in between. And then obviously you have, you know, people, you know, when Buffy goes down there, it's like people care. Obviously they, they don't want her to die or oh, anything yeah, yeah. go happen to them. And we know that, but it's still sort of, Buffy had to be saved by Xander again in a very similar jumping out of a box above you kind of situation. That happened in season one, episode two, I think, during the harvest. She couldn't pull herself up. She needed Xander to, like, help her get up for no reason. And this one, too, she, like, struggled the the whole way trying to get up. It's like, girl, just fucking do There's no way that Xander wouldn't be able to. He would not be able to pull her up. I'm sorry. He might be able to, but that's not the point. She should be able to use his arm. She should have been able to do a struggle. Oh, she should be able to, like, just ride up his arm. And just, like, (laughs) flip her legs up and through the hole and out. She has enough ab muscles that that should have been fine. Yeah. I liked that the end where it was like, Coach, jump up. Oh. Never mind. You're dead. Whoops. Tried. Sorry. Also, I thought it was interesting. He slid into the hole. She grabbed his leg. And then it looked like immediately she was just like, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they've already had their dinner boys have other needs i thought that this was going to be just another buffy like message episode like i thought they would just be like cheating is bad sarah is a bad you know it's like we're not saying that's why so i find it comical that they're just breathing in steroids which i don't i don't think that's how it could possibly work it might i don't know i don't know enough like that it could actually come like through your pores in the steam that doesn't go in your blood though like i isn't that that's sort of isn't that the inciting incident that's why you well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that it's touching their skin. I think it's that they're inhaling it. Right. And they're just like because you're breathing it in, and you're, so you're absorbing it through like your mucous membranes. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking. So I think it's more like a. So do we think that Major League Baseball teams are doing that? Do we think that? Well, I mean, this is a thing. I don't think it's supposed to be like a real thing in the sense of. 
Why no? There are high school saunas like that evening is a real thing across the country. I was going to ask you guys if you had a sauna. There's no way I I have a sauna. We had a swim team, but they... They swam at a different place. There wasn't and a... weren't fish people. Yeah. They didn't even have a uh, I can't confirm that, but... The entire town I lived in had only one pool that was only open three months of the year, so... Yeah, we had a... We, we just had a... We just had a place where the swim team went, but we... It was definitely not... They're getting finals. We have to fucking stop everything we're doing. They must pass their classes. No, that was more... I don't think anybody ever cares. It had to be, we want to do fish monsters. How do we do this? Yeah. Oh, because what else do you do? What other sports monsters? You've already done football. Mm. I mean, what do you do with basketball? It would be basically the same thing. (laughs) Volleyball. See, but none of them have the inherent, like... Oh, you're in the water. A fish yeah, you're is not in gonna water. get a fish monster. There's not like well, oh, mean, wolves also play lacrosse, Buffy so you can be a wolf. Does tread on basically, I feel like every classic horror monster. So yes. to have like the creature from the Black Lagoon as one of the episodes, it makes sense in that because you know we did Frankenstein, blah blah blah. Obviously, vampires and werewolves and yeah, a mummy and. But is steroid abuse usually linked with hey, I'm a fish? Speaking of the creature from the Black Lagoon and and the Universal monsters like anthology, which yeah, Wolfman, uh, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera actually counts too, which I find is a weird pick. Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Mm, that seems weird to me. Like Hunchback of Notre Dame, I feel like Hunchback's weird. Falls in a different category. I know, but it's still counted as the Universal monsters. I like, guess part is there uh, to. I think it's because well, they brought who's the there? What are you talking about? Universal Studios. Oh, the, so the no, universe, oh, I thought universal. you meant like all monsters. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. My bad. Yeah, so Universal Studios, they, the capital U. They were nice. like one of the first ones to like make these statement creature features. Um, yes. So as we think of as classics, it's always them, like Bella Lugosi. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Vincent Price. Maybe that wasn't him. Anyway, those guys and uh. Creature from the Black Lagoon was actually a late edition because Phantom of the Opera is 1921 or 22. Yeah, really early. And Creature from the Black Lagoon doesn't come out until 1954. It's in black and white, and it was a 3D monster horror movie, which what? I was like, wait a second, what? So I had to dip into that for just a second. Uh, one of the first 3D movies open to the public was an exhibit at the New York Museum of Science in 1936 called Polaroid on Parade because Polaroid helped make the technology for the glasses that you have to wear. It's a polarizing sheet of plastic or polarized sheet of plastic that you needed to view the screen. Uh, but the very first known 3D movie was actually 1922. 1922! That's 3D nuts. movie. Yeah. Isn't it kind of mind-blowing how early some of this stuff was? Yeah. yeah. It's insane. I would never think that. And the golden era of 3D was actually considered between 1952 to 1954, which is right, the uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon's right at the ass end of that. Boy, I was just going to go with big and wet. <laughs> the, remember the old school cyan and red colored glasses those are called anaglyph style 3d and that was, became popular during the 80s revival but what we use today is actually what they were using were very similar version of what they're using in the 50s for this so and when they they actually brought a uh, creature from the black lagoon back in the 80s to show it at some theaters and they had changed it to the anaglyph style and people were like this is garbage yeah this is way inferior why are we doing this right um so the gill man uh, as he became known the creature from the Black Lagoon, because that's a mouthful, and Gilman is easier to say, right? It's based on a myth from the Amazon uh, that there was a race of half-fish, half-men creatures living in the Amazon rainforest. The producer, William Allen, was at a dinner party for the dude that did Casablanca. I'm really good with names. 
And somebody there was talking about that story. And he was like, what a great idea. So we're looking for a beastie. That uh, eats humans whole. Except for the skin. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the skin's the best part. Any demons with high cholesterol? You're going to think about that later, mister. And you're going to laugh. Uh, most of it was filmed in Florida in Wakula State Park, which is near Tallahassee. And so far it's filmed in Jacksonville. The original actual designer of the Gill Man, so that whole suit, the face, the whole thing, was Millicent Park, a Disney illustrator. But for some, well, we all know the reason. This asshole man had taken credit for the whole design, the whole production, like the illustration, the actual making the suit. And it wasn't found out until like 10 years ago that she was the one that actually did it because mm. that guy had taken credit for it. So that's cool. Millicent, way to go. And the suit was actually able to go underwater and stuff. And they piped water through a hose, which is a whole thing. And like, I was super impressed in this episode. When it was underwater, like it swimming, I was like, man, that's pretty movable and flexible for being a full body suit. It's really impressive. Plus, I also felt like I would want to, I'd be way too scared to do that. You're covered in this fucking suit, which I'm sure is heavy, and you can't move a whole lot, and then you're under the water. I don't know. It's like, swim in the sea. Just, you're fine. We'll get a shot. Go. I've never gone scuba diving either. I wonder how much different it is. It's probably just heavier. Anyway. There was two sequels uh, in 55. Revenge of the Creature, and then The Creature Walks Among Us in 56. So they turned those around really fast. Um, from what I read, I've never actually seen... Have you seen Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah. I've seen clip stuff. Yeah. I know that it likes white women. <laughs> yes, it does. And that's the critique. <laughs> it's, it's basically... Uh, yeah, yeah, so I read the synopsis, like, very brief for all three of them. And yeah, it's basically like, the sole female member of a research crew mm-hmm. is tracking the creature, and she gets abducted and by the gets, creature. And then the white guy comes and saves her. And... Raise the possibility that someone brought forth this sea monster from whence it came to exact that revenge. From whence it came? Spending way too much time around you. And the third movie, apparently, um, because at the end of both the first and second movie, he shot a whole bunch of times and assumed dead, but then he's not. And then in the third movie... At the beginning, he's set on fire, and his scales and everything have to be carved off to save his life. So he looks like more humany, and they try to integrate him into society. And I was like, I gotta. Ooh, I love watch the that. idea, like put glasses on him, and just like a hat. You're like, <laughs> that's why it's the creature among us. I know. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, why is he among us? Yeah. What's happening? How does he speak English or like? No. Man, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know if he actually talks. Can't confirm. Then how is it among us? How do you just like continue <laughs> onward? Because you're just walking down the street, going to the store to get some bread, and then bread with what money? Bang! How there he is. Money. You ain't got pockets. You ain't got. Well, po- he's well. not buying bread. You're buying bread. He's just walking down the Wait, street. I'm buying bread for the guy. No, oh, no, I'm buying. Bread. You're just like on your oh. daily life, doing your errands, getting some bread at the store. This so narrative really got away from Dad. Yeah, but he's just yeah. like walking down the street and he's for just what? Chilling. For what is he doing? Like and then, like, at the end of the day, he takes off of his, his suit and hat and his glasses and jumps in the water? Yeah. Yeah, and goes what? home to his... Home to lovely who? A white lake. woman who is <laughs> stuck in the lagoon? Yes. I believe so. Uh, so the Universal Studios monsters, um, they made a sub-brand called Dark Universe. Dark... Yeah, Dark Universe by Universal Studios. They're trying to bring them all back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've tried a couple of times. And funnily enough, in 2001, they tried to bring back Creature from the Black Lagoon and got who to direct? Guillermo del Toro. Nice. But he no wanted to make a version of the movie where the woman fell in love with a fish monster and they were like, that's a bridge too far, Guillermo. <laughs> and 17 years later, <laughs> wow. Shape of Water. Yeah, nice. It's a pretty, 
fun fact to find out. I did well, not know that. You know, he let that go because he knew there's always going to be another fish in the sea. Oh, you got one in. I'm proud of you. I'm going to get some more in too. Uh, but yeah, so when The Mummy came out last year. Oh, that's what that whole project was, right? Yeah. Frankenstein and all of them. Yeah, they're all trying to trying to bring them all back. Wait, Frankenstein came out? It did, with the dude that was Two-Face in uh, Batman. And... and The Mummy. The two of those are all, yeah. they're all incorporated together. Yeah, but, uh, and Bride of Frankenstein was going to come back, but they didn't. But now it is scheduled for 2019 so far, and they're trying to get Gal Gadot as the lead. So that's something. Yeah. Just stop. I don't feel very excited about that. Because the thing no is, the reason people love those movies and they are classics is because they had this certain charm and air about them. When you redo it with 100% CG, 100% dumb story, put fucking Tom Cruise in it, it's like, no one cares. I, I don't want to watch that. If you were to make some cool, like, noir style, weirdo t- period piece movie, I think mm. that would track a lot better. But. Mm. The charm is almost that they're so antiquated, they're so politically incorrect, they're so ridiculous, that part of the charm is to watch and be like, there goes that white woman just walking out in the woods. There goes that dark creature taking her away. Yeah. Like, it's it's all so telegraphed and obvious what's going to happen. But you do that today, I mean, it wouldn't work on any level. And you almost have to comment on it. And I think most people, you know, most studios aren't going to really devote the time to comment. To be subversive. Yeah, so you're going to just yeah. do... Let's just make the sea blow up and everything's, you know. Actually, you know what I mean? Like, I I'd, rather, I'd rather do that than, They're gonna than blow touch up the on. the whole sea. Than touch on race Listen, and anything it's like Egypt, that. Yeah. But made by computers. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So I think you, you yeah, you. I would rather watch those old ones because they're just black When the Black guys. Lagoon came out in the 1950s, was it actually scary? I would it's say a great question. yes. Or was it campy? I mean, like, I just, I don't know. Because to us, it's campy. Yeah, what are 50s viewers like? That's a really was great Was that question. an actually, like, terrifying movie to watch then? Because I'm just wondering. Because I'm like, and part of it is, at least the way that we view it now, is like, the function of those movies, we already make movies like that. Those are like the big horror movies, like Sharknado <laughs> and yeah. Piranha, and where they have these big, ridiculous monsters. Yeah. And these, like, ridiculous circumstances. So to take a monster that seems silly but classic and try to make it somehow cool or scary by, yeah, blowing up a sea or something, mm-hmm. like, adding these massive special effects. Ridiculous. It just, it it doesn't make it what it needs to be. Like, it's not yeah. scary. Like, just like with the Buffy episode, like, these fish, they weren't scary. They couldn't do it. Like, Jaws was scary and it didn't need to be a fish monster to be that way. Yeah, it was just a, a real ass shark. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't show. You didn't show the shark. That's the point. That's why it's famous. Like, we saw them instantaneously. Mm. Well, and not even really that. They did a really good job, I thought, at the beginning, minus the guy saying, where's my friend, and not caring. But, but like, that. the little guy walking away, it's like, that's kind of a big footy yeah. type of, like, ooh, what's happening? And then literally it's like, oh, just steroids in there. They're the shark. They're, they're the fish. And then the fish are just down in the sewer. How is that sewer accessible? Why is that really How look is like that, that in the underneath of the school? And why can't they go elsewhere? Like, why are they all just hanging out in that one little spot? Like, yeah. are people pooping down there? Like, that seems <laughs> real bad. Like, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. Like, nothing about that seems well, obviously scary. Obviously, they could leave because we see them just swimming just, into the ocean at yeah, the very end with scene. no problem. It like, seems why? like he would have like had. It has to be a sewer, and he has it cornered off somehow, like penned in. I would yeah I guess so and then, and then they, they maybe just broke, broke their way out down. Yeah. or they were just chilling there because he was feeding them yeah could be that too yeah but do that they, too 
So that's the next question I get. Do they have to eat humans, or are they just like munching like, on some fish in the well, ocean? Well, they gotta be munching on fish now. Yeah, I would say Jesus, no, like, right? That they don't need to eat people. But also, food. isn't the whole idea is that they they're like half man, half um, fish? So like, if you're just swimming off into the sea, it's not ideal, man. You're gonna you need to come up. Uh, it, why are you okay so there's this thing called amphibians and that's what that. he's supposed to be but if you but amphibians you can't throw a lizard in the sea and just call it a day the lizard will die yeah. those guys went off in the sea like they're about to just swim to japan yeah yeah that's they true. will not make it um and a creature of the black lagoon same thing yeah like, can be on land but then also it's supposed to be in water that's supposed to be their natural state in creature of the black lagoon that's the third one uh the creature is mutated to develop lungs as well what as about gills. alligators, though? What if they're more of an alligator situation? Where they can be underwater for like 20 minutes at a time? Or? But alligators ain't swimming to Japan. But they do live well, in the ocean the we don't know that the they're swimming to Japan. I know, but that's... I just assume they're well, trying crocodiles. to get the yeah. out of here. Yeah, saltwater crocodiles are a thing, so... I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Listen, I, I don't can't know. justify this episode. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I can't do it. I was looking for... I thought I wrote down the exact quote, but yeah, the... I was going to yell this out, but the, the coach explaining the Soviet Union experimenting oh, with God, just... It's great. Oh, my God. In our era, the Soviet... Well, not the Soviets, but the Russians are cheating, you know, trying to get mm-hmm. into the Olympics and stuff. Yeah, what does he say? Um, After the fall of the Soviet Union... <laughs> you know, it's, I just love that it's always the fucking Reds. Or, they're the ones who did it. Ne- never us. It's never us. No. So You know, like the main... Because Buffy always has like a... A moral to learn or whatever at least in the early seasons and the moral of this one seems to be don't do steroids to win championships um but generally the morals are less so like after school specially and like whatever it'll be you know be nice to your friends or something more gentle like that but the straight up like don't do steroids it's wrong is really funny but i also feel like they did a really heavy-handed episode when buffy's in college about drinking? You mean beer bags? Oh, yeah. Beer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you would get this, where they're like, don't drink, it's terrible for yeah. you. And that produced an equally terrible episode. Yeah, they're never good. Especially because they're not a metaphor. Metaphors are fine. There's only metaphor blood. You you jumped in with moral corner too soon, so I'm just going to tack it on. We won't have any kind of structure. That's fine. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about it. Yeah, well, you know what I learned? Contractual obligations do not make for great TV, but patriarchy is strong. There we go. I'm just trying to grade fairly. Gage is a champion. He's under more pressure than the other students. And I think we need to cut him some slack. You're asking me to change his grade? I never said any such thing. All I'm suggesting is that you recheck your figures. And I think we'll find a grade more fitting to an athlete of Gage's stature. Perhaps something in a date. I think no one would ever say, save go fish. Save go fish. No. I feel like I saw an interview with Marty Noxon where they were like, we were waiting for the right time. Oh, Marty. (laughs) No, there's no way. Yeah, no. No, Marty. Um, She was like, we're krilling it. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're so good at improvising. That was nice. I believed everything you said. Just for the fun. Is there anything else we need to go over before we uh, start yelling at each other? Ah, fuck this episode. Great. Well, let's yell at each other. Breaking HIPAA again. Willow's favorite pastime. Breaking into those student medical records like it ain't no thing. Stacia, you want to go? 
inner halibut. Okay. <laughs> I, I really wrote like two sentences on this, so I'm struggling. Good job. Daniel. Boy, I was just going to go with big and wet. Oh. Oh, man. Oh. Cameron in that other one, even Snyder, does not give a shit enough give to shit. know these guys' names. Buffy's scrunchy ponytail. It looks like she just gave up on herself. <laughs> she sure did. And man, I forgot how gross scrunchies are. Gertrude... Elderly? Isn't that the lady? She swam the English Channel? Yeah, Isn't yeah. That Slater Kinney, man. Slater Kinney episode. Yeah. Go listen to that. Ironclad. Yeah. The name of the song is The Swimmer. But yeah, it's Oh, The Swimmer. I'm sorry. It's on all hands. And that's out now. There you go. Yeah. Gun! Gun alert. We don't often have guns in... in uh... Oh, I thought you meant gun like from Angel. Oh, no, no. It's like, where was he? Yeah, the the coach has a gun. I know, which was and nuts. And Xander wrestles it out of his fucking hands. I'm looking around, guy. Yeah, Xander... Uh, Bit of a hero in this episode, gotta say. Bit of a hero. Bit of a hero. Willow is still fucking teaching. <laughs> so like not hell. even just like fake teaching. She is like giving people assignments, grading people, shaming people for not doing their work. What the fuck is happening? I've never had anybody ever in my life take over. I don't think anyone ever has. This is not a thing. This is unprecedented just to give us Jenny Calendar's floppy disk. Absolutely. Couldn't have done this a different way. A lot of work. Couldn't have done this a different way. Well, all I know is my cheerleading squad wasted a lot of pep on losers. It's about time our school excelled at something. Mm, you're forgetting our high mortality rate. We're number one! Also, it never pays off because Willow doesn't become a teacher. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even... Uh, the whole idea is, yeah, she's supposed to be behind the desk. That's why she notices the desk, right? Yeah. I, I think that's it. But there, it could have been... It had to have been another way to work that in. I mean, why couldn't she literally have just had the new teacher say, Willow, can you help me on a project? And then Willow drops the pencil and finds the disc. That's Amen. it. That's all, that's all you had to do. Better episode. We can talk more about that in the next episode. We will. Anyways. It's a bit more on display. Shout out to that guy playing solitaire instead of doing his homework only because the solitaire cards had boobs on them. Somehow. Yes. Which, okay, I'm like, Gage has to know some shit if he's getting that dark web solitaire That's stuff, right. right? Like, that's right. That's not standard Windows Solid. Too bad he's a fish now. Too bad he's a fish now. Um, Cordelia's drawing was fucking fine. Xander, calm down. They looked exactly the same when she was sketching it. He's like, yeah. no, the mouth is bigger and more Oh, downward. my God. Yeah, I no. think that was supposed to be that she wasn't making it look scary enough, and that's why uh, he ran like a woman. Right. What a great sketching off of, like, I'm going to describe a fish person, and I, I just sketched I mean, I would just literally start drawing the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, yeah. This is it, right? I would draw a stick figure. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you though? I mean, no one, no one. I mean, I guess they can't just admit it in this world. Maybe that there's. Well, they brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. They do make that's true. The creature from the Blue Lagoon. Brooke Shields is the creature from the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah. They know it exists, and it's basically the same. Never mind. Hundred percent. Never mind. (laughs) Um, I don't think we'll be seeing them again. Oh God. Do you have anything else, Daniel? From whence it came. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> the whole the nurse as she's about to meet her end. Carl, we can't. Carl, Carl, Carl. And I was just like, oh no, where's Rick when you need him? That's amazing. Oh god, <laughs> the coach when he referred to two members being murdered. This is such a blow. How could I ask the others to swim? Like what? This guy is okie dokie, coachy. <laughs> that was fun. That was great. Um. Oh yeah, Shane West, a walk to remember guy. Just a. B character in the sauna with everybody else. I think Cordelia's riff on Xander being in the pool is priceless. I think it's one of the best moments of the entire episode. It's me, Cordelia. I know you can't answer me, but God, this is all my fault. You joined the swim team to impress me. 
You were so courageous. And you looked really hot in those Speedos. <laughs> and I want you to know that I still care about you, no matter what you look like. And, and we can still date. Or, or not, I mean, I understand if you want to see other fish. I'll do everything I can to make your quality of life better. Whether that means little bath toys or whatever. Uh, <gasps> that's not me. Oh my god. Fish. I'll get you I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Oh my that god. That was so good. <laughs> that was one of the best moments of the season. So in even my amazing meta moment was spawned from that. Um Charisma Carpenter posted on Twitter that scene, like a gif of that scene or a picture of that scene being like, We did it first, hashtag shape of water. Nice. And I was, and I, it was I uh I commented on it and Nicholas Brendan liked it. So here we go. What? I know, it's cool. We're fine. Everybody's cool. <laughs> so yeah, Cordelia. She, what? she she is really the true inspiration, real MVP. Um, do, 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 do. I already said that. Yep, and the ending is terrible. Yep. <laughs> yep, the and the ending is terrible. terrible. <laughs> that's that's all I got. I mean, isn't it in the end a happy ending? No, I don't care about the this two fish. evil. They killed the lunch the two lady. evil monsters. She's the school nurse. Damn it, were oh, killed, <laughs> and the monsters themselves got to swim off into the sunset. Like, yeah. I mean. What happier ending could you possibly hope for in this episode? Buffy Olivia. didn't kill them. True. She didn't slay anything in this episode. Unfortunately, we got got to f- fucking see Angel, which was an incredibly unfortunate moment. Where he ran off like really slowly oh, and she didn't chase him. He spit so, what was so that? Much. What was that? I she like that, her. um... Oh, he threw Gage at her and then... He just kind of stood there and watched them struggle and then just turned around and was like, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> She's not going to run after me. I'm fine. I'm going to just mosey right out of this scene. Yeah, not poor. my time to kill her. David Boreanaz got to meet that contract. Man. I know. Stop putting him in these fucking episodes. <laughs> I love I love the cameos because they're always so ridiculous. Oh man, the price you pay for like so and so unscary. Oh yeah. Because no, Drusilla ain't in the credits, friend. I know, that, but just put her in. Just yeah. like, you know, audible. Throw it audible. All right, let's rank this sucker. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot to do. <laughs> Willow hacks. We talk about the net. HIPAA violations. Uh, Bound. Which is amazing. Pie charts and a uh, nudie solitaire. Give it an eight. A lot of computer stuff going on here. Joyce five. Thanks for not showing up. Oh, Giles only a six. Very little Giles in this episode. Pretty generic Giles too. Uh, but when Buffy makes the from whence it came remark, the smile he gives her, I was like, oh, that's precious. That's yeah, I've been hanging out with you for too long. Yeah, pretty much. Monster of the Week. I gave it an eight because those fish suits were fucking detailed and impressive. And I talked about, you know, how agile they could be in the water, given that they were head to toe covered. Even and though that last scene looked. I mean, that was goofy. Cheesiest. Last scene was jank. But when Gage became the yeah, bad guy, the, I thought that, that was one of my favorite. That scene of him ripping the skin off uh-huh. was yeah. amazing. That, like, that was, was so really well good. done. But you got to think, they had yeah. the fish layer and then a second tearaway layer on top of that. Yeah. It's very cool. It did look it was good. Well done. Yeah. Uh, relationship goodness or badness? I only gave it a five. It really nothing happened. Well, because no one gives a fuck about Buffy almost well, being assaulted, which we talked so about. So brings it down. Yes. Uh, but also they were like but Cordelia friendly. found new appreciation for Xander and his speedoy body. But Cordelia yeah. is sweet for still wanting to be with Xander, even despite his potential fishness. Yes. Uh, and Willow does the PI thing, which was so fun with the Jonathan. Like oh, the, yeah. The trick is to not leave a bruise or whatever she said. You tried out for the swim team twice and never made it? I'm asthmatic. I couldn't keep up. You resented it, didn't you? 
maybe. You hated being pushed around by Dodd and the others. So? So you wanted revenge, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, okay. I did. So, you delved into the black arts and conjured up a hell beast from the ocean's depths to wreak your vengeance. Didn't you? What? No. That was dark. <laughs> it was super dark. Uh, and Xander, a bit of a hero. He goes undercover to help the group. Yeah. Um, and uh, attacks an armed person and uh, helps Buffy out of a well, more or less. Super, more or whatever less. Whatever you want to call it. it. shouldn't have helped her, but yeah. it did. Um, and then they knock him in and then fake try to save him, and as they should. Yeah. And he gets eaten, which is great. Uh, episode specific. The boys have other needs. Zero of ten. Yeah. Fucking gross. So that's 31 for the episode, which puts it, I believe, like three from the end. We're doing 18. 18 out of 22. 18 of 22. Yep. So I would say this episode's worse than Bad Eggs in retrospect, but it is what it is. It's yeah. been written, and so it, so it is. You think I, this episode's worse than Bad Eggs? So yes. th- you mean this is the worst episode of season two? I mean, it, like I said at the very beginning, it's sin is that it's not even bad enough to be interesting. Yeah, that's It's fair. just there. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Interesting. But, I mean, it lives to it from the bottom. So. That's true. What we if... just, my ratings are so wildly different than both of yours. And you are just like, well, obviously, this is the best <laughs> episode of the season. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> and then you're like, obviously, this is the worst episode of the season. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so that being said. Less obvious, yes. I ranked this episode 29 out of 32 overall for season two and season one. It is, according to my rankings, the third worst episode of season two with some assembly required and bewitched, bothered, and bewildered underneath it. It is one below Ted, though. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like between Ted and Go Fish, Ted is more memorable. Agreed. And Mm -hmm. I had more feelings about it. Like, with Go Fish, I'm just like, I'm bored and I want it to be over. But with Ted, I'm, like, actively angry at him and his, like, little lady thing. (laughs) That at least, like, it made me feel something. So. I think that's a worthy reason to rank it higher. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel the same way. I was going to put this really, really low. But weirdly, to contrast, I was bored while watching it, but I also... It felt different than the other episodes. Like, it didn't feel as terrible. The Wentz joke. The Wentz joke goes. I mean... That's true. Oh, my gosh. There's literally one line in a 45-minute episode, and you're like, yep, that's the whole reason why it's better than this other episode. Absolutely. No, I mean, we threw out a couple of good ones. Also, Willow's teaching. There's lots of good stuff in this episode. I need you guys to scale back on your critiques of fat eggs. Oh, Okay, anything else to add about the episode before we go? Um, never mind. <laughs> Were you trying to work in a fish pun? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it. She's trying to do an egg yeah. pun and a fish pun together yeah. to bring it all back home. Ooh. That's a hard one, although yeah. they do have eggs. Yeah. You want to make, what is the eggs that they put on top of Ro? sushi? Ro. You want to make a row joke. Yeah. What? Oh, row joke. Because it would be both at the same mm-hmm. time. That's hard. I know. I guess nothing <sighs> else to say before we row? But that's a little that too. That's a real, it's not really a pun. It would be more like, it's time to stop being coy 
and yoking around. <laughs> let's wrap up the episode. There we go. Yeah. See, you did it. Row our little boat home. Simon yes. skin roll. Ooh. Um, <laughs> you just said salmon skin roll? Yeah, but it's a French joke. Oh, no. If you think of something better, let me know. And you can let us know at BB Pod. You can even um, hear me. can let me know. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got it in there. You got it in there. Still stands. You can let all of us know. Us non-minnow actual humans know at Beat Me Pod, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, we also have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Um, and get hold of us on Facebook. Shout out to Jan. Hitting us up. We're real people. You can talk to us. We have a great conversation. Interact. We'd love to hear from you. Appreciate you listening so much. So it'd be great to get to know you and say hi. Um, we'll be back next week with arguably the best episode of the season. Becoming part one. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week for that. Anything else, Stacia? Well, I had a great time. <laughs> Daniel? Say three weeks to go. <laughs> three, three weeks to go. Just three more weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.